Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today, I would like to continue to teach about being led by the Holy Spirit. And I believe that this teaching series helps you to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and grow more. If you want to listen to the previous teachings, please get MP3 from the CD table. Or you can get into YouTube, go to New Hope IC. New Hope International Church, New Hope I see in YouTube, and go to the playlist. Uh, actually, go into the main, main one, and then you can see English sermon. There will be German, Thai, Japanese, Mandarin, and English. So you can go to the English page, and in there, you will find playlist. And you can find a playlist called Spirit-Led Living. There are thousands of teaching in our YouTube there. I began to download the old teaching from many years ago in voice into the YouTube. I'm talking about English teaching. We're going to put in a lot of old teaching in there. We just started YouTube only a couple of years ago, so hundreds of old teaching have not been in the YouTube yet. So I believe that that will benefit you. The Word of God is free, so you have no excuses. The Lord told me one day, don't sell the teaching so that my people cannot say excuses that they don't know the Word of God. You can listen for free, no excuse. You can listen anytime. Amen? I and Pastor Da listen to the teaching all the time. We feed ourselves in the car, we drive, we listen to the Word of God, and we always in the Word of God. Today we would like to continue to talk about the witness of the Holy Spirit. We want to learn more how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this opportunity that we can learn from the Word and learn from your Holy Spirit how to live a Spirit-led life, Lord. We want to grow up. We don't want to fail in this life. We want to walk like Jesus in this generation. And when we read the Bible, Father, we can see that the Lord Jesus, our Savior, was walking on earth by being led by the Holy Spirit 24-7. Therefore, we want to walk like Him, Father. We thank You so much in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So we have been learning that we should be led by the Holy Spirit as a lifestyle. We have learned that the Holy Spirit is real. He is not just an abstract or just an idea. If you never experienced the Holy Spirit, I want to tell you right now, as a medical doctor like me, who was trained in a scientific way, I experienced the reality of the Holy Spirit. He is so real to me every single day for many years already. And we as believers can be guided, directed, and led by the Spirit of God. In Romans chapter 8, verses 14 to 15, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cried out, Abba, Father. The question is, can sons and daughters of God like you and me expect to be led by the Spirit of God? The answer is yes. We can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. There are two words in these scriptures. One is sons and another one is children. Let me read Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14, say sons of God. Now in verse 16, children of God. 
Paul was not talking about the physical children or natural children. The word children and son in these verses are different words from the Greek language. What does it mean to be a son? And what does it mean to be a child? The difference is we call maturity. Maturity. So, as a believer, God expects us to grow up in our spiritual maturity to become more like Christ. I always say to people that every believer should have two common goals. Every believer, every Christian. One goal, common goal, is that we will grow up spiritually to become more like Christ. As years go by, we should become more and more like Christ. And the second goal is to do what God called us to do, to be and to do. To be led by the Holy Spirit is connected to the spiritual maturity. Mature, spiritual believers are led by the Holy Spirit. They are not led by the flesh or carnality. When believers are maturing, they grow in love, they grow in faith, and they also grow in being led by the Holy Spirit. If you become more mature in Christ, your love will be so high, your faith is high, and you can be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Definitely, there is connection between spiritual maturity and living a spirit-led life. We should grow up, every one of us, in the Lord. We should not be baby forever. And our church wants to be full of mature Christians, not baby Christians. And when we grow up to become like Jesus Christ, we will not be tossed back and forth by the winds of this world. I would like to read the scripture why God gave apostle, prophet, and evangelist to the body of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 10 to 14, he, mean Jesus, he who descended is also the one who ascended. He was resurrected from the dead. So he went up to heaven, far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, Talk about maturity. In other words, we should no longer be immature or babies, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. I promise God as a pastor that I will not play game in this church. I will not bring people here for business to do the carnal things, to do everything that is carnal. My job is to train you spiritually, to have more faith, more love, to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. This is a spiritual house. We train you to become more mature. Amen? This is not a business house. This is not a political house that talks about politics. We are here to be trained spiritually so that we will be strong and we will not be tossed back and forth by the winds of the wrong teaching in this world. We must be spiritually stronger and stronger every single week, every single month. The devil is so cunning. He will try to mislead us. He will try to deceive us. And so that we will walk in the wrong direction and we can get into trouble. I want to tell you, I want to really encourage you. Sometime I heard that people left the church because somebody says something to them. Let me say this way. If you can live this way, you will never fall down. We are not building our spiritual life based on man. We build our life based on the Word of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit. If 
pastor loud, your pastor mess up, miss God, steal, cheat, committed some wrong things. I pray that you will not walk away from God. You will not leave. The house of God. I mean, I leave because I will be kicked out of this church if I make something wrong. I will be disciplined. But you should not walk away from God because I do something wrong. If your father, your mother, your brother, or your spiritual mentor have done something wrong, you have no excuse to say, "Oh, I'm gonna stop following God." You build your life on the Word. On the Bible, not on man. You don't trust me completely because I'm a man. I can make a mistake. Amen. The actions of man can fail you. The decision of man can trip you, can make you fall. So you say, "No, I'm not going to let any man's action fail me." Man can let you down, but God will not let you down. Keep following God. No matter what happened to man around you, amen. And sometimes people who cause us to be discouraged and walk away from God are those who are closest to us. Maybe our husband, our wife, our parents, or our leaders. We respect them so much, and they make mistake, and we are discouraged, and we walk away. My brother and sister, we should not walk away from God, no matter what happened. Man can make mistake. But God will never make mistake. So everything that we learn from God in the Bible, we should put in our life as a foundation. Hold on to the Word and build our life on the Word of God. Therefore, we must come to the point or to the place where we can discern for ourselves. We must discern the teaching. I'm not here to judge anybody teaching. Because I make mistake too. The Bible say we all know in part. I know in part. Other preacher knows in part as well. So we all know in part. But as a believer, we have responsibility to discern any teaching that come out into the internet. We make sure that we listen to the right teaching, not the wrong teaching. Because if you receive the wrong teaching, your life can go in the wrong direction, and you can get into trouble. I am responsible for my own spiritual life. You are responsible for your own spiritual life. You need to make sure the teaching you receive is biblical and will build you up. Amen. If you're full of faith, if you're full of love, you can hear from God. You can be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. You can wait on God to tell you what to do. This is the reality of life. You should not call me at 3 a.m. Please, if you got an email and you don't know what to do to answer that email, and that was 3 a.m., don't call Pastor Lao or Pastor Da at 3 a.m. You have somebody greater than me. You have somebody smarter than me, and know everything, and he is in you, and his name is the Holy Spirit. He can tell you what to do, what to say, at 3 a.m. Amen. No man in the world gonna be around you 24/7, but there is one person, capital P. His name is the Holy Spirit, who knows everything. Live on the inside of you if you are born again believer. What an advantage to have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, and also. Let me say this: If anybody come to ask you a question and ask your opinion, what to do, you should not answer. Listen carefully. You should not give the answer if it doesn't come from the Holy Spirit. Don't give your own opinion. When people ask you a question, you hook up to the Holy Spirit and say, "God, tell me what I need to answer." If he stay quiet, you say. I don't know. I don't have the answer for you, because you don't want to give man's opinion to anybody. You should give only the answer from God. Amen. That should be our lifestyle. That we should be led 
by the Holy Spirit all the time. We should not be filled with spiritual babies in this church. Yes, there are spiritual babies in this church. There are. Some people just got saved a month ago. Somebody got saved three months ago. But many of us have been walking with God, have been in the things of God for a long time, for years. How many people have been saved for more than 10 years? Raise your hand up. 10 years. How many people more than 5 years? Raise your hand up. Do you know that in a house, there's a room for parents, there is a living room for guests to sit, and there is also the room for the baby with a crib in there. And I pray that our church member will not stay in the crib room forever, in the baby room. Grow up. Don't be babies forever. Amen? As long as you're in this church, I will not allow you to be babies. I'm going to bug you, call you, and stir you to grow up, to stop being a baby that cry and cry and throw tantrum and I want to get my way. If I don't get my way, I'm going to shout and yell and cry. That is baby. When you are mature, you are calm, you're full of love, you're full of faith, you're stabilized, you're not acting like a baby. So I pray that you will not stay baby. And baby Christians cannot be led by the Holy Spirit. Because baby Christians are still carnal, still in the flesh. They want to please the flesh. But mature Christians are spiritual. Therefore, the word spiritual doesn't mean say hallelujah and check, 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 check like this. The word spiritual means you are led and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Amen? A lot of people misunderstand that to be spiritual Christian means amen. And act like a religious man. No, no. You are led by the Spirit. You are controlled by the Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful that I can be led by the Holy Spirit. And I don't want to go the old way anymore. The book of Romans chapter 8 verse 16 says, The Spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are children. We are his children. The Holy Spirit bear witness with our spirit. The Holy Spirit should be real to you. And you can hear His inner voice inside here. He doesn't bear witness with our brain, with our reasoning, with our mind, with our emotion or thinking or with our feelings. He bear witness with our spirit that is inside here. And therefore, we need to keep being humble to trust Him, to have faith in Him and follow Him. When you read the book of Acts carefully, I'm going to read many scriptures to show you. Actually, the book of Acts is not the book of the Apostle, or Acts of the Apostle. It's the book of the Acts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was involved in everything they did in that generation. Acts chapter 8, verse 29, Then the Spirit said, to Philip. Go near and overtake this chariot. Acts chapter 10 verse 19. Why Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him. Acts chapter 11 verse 12. Then the Spirit told me to go with them, doubting nothing. Moreover, these six brethren accompany me, and we enter the man's house. Who told Peter? The Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 13, verses 1 to 4. I'm going to try to convince you that the early church disciples were led by the Holy Spirit. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who has been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. So being sent out by a committee. Is that right? Sent out by a group of men. No. 
sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Acts chapter 15, verses 28 to 29. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that you abstain from things offered to idols, from blood and from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourself from this, you will do well. Farewell. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit. And it seemed good to us, Amen. So everything that we do, it should be witness in our spirit that it seemed good to Him. That's how we should walk every single day. Acts chapter 16, verses 6 to 8. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and reached the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by a committee, by money, by circumstances. By man's opinion? No. By the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. Again, the Holy Spirit was involved with everyday life, the ministry. The Holy Spirit was so real to the early church disciple, And they were led by the Holy Spirit all the time. Should he be real to you and me in this generation? Are we in the same universal church? The universal church means the church of Jesus all over the world. We are in still the church era. If the Holy Spirit was so real to them, leading them, should he be real to us? Should we be led by Him in this generation? Yes. We have the same Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We have the same right to be led by the Holy Spirit. We have the same privilege to be led by the Holy Spirit. Should we be led by the Holy Spirit? Yes. Should this be our normal conversation as believer? The Holy Spirit said to me, the Holy Spirit directed me. He prompted me. He compelled me. He told me what to do. Should that be our normal conversation? That we are led by the Spirit of God? This kind of sentence should be a normal way of talking in the Christian life. I know that some Christians, some of you, may be bothered by Christians who say, Oh, God told me. God told me. The reason you are bothered because many of them, unfortunately, God did not tell them. They just quote God so that you cannot argue with them. God did not have anything involved with that direction or that action, but he just said, God told me. So shut your mouth. This is between me and God. But actually, God never told them. But some of us may be bothered by people who always use their own mind, their own feeling, their own thinking to live their life without being led by the Holy Spirit. We should not go both extremes. One extreme is that God has no business with me. I do my own thing. Another extreme is that always say God tell me, even though God never tell them. Don't go to either extreme. We should be in the middle that God tell me what to do. I'm going to be led by the Spirit of God. And He should be real to me, just like what happened to the early church disciple. The Holy Spirit dwells inside us. Everyone point to yourself. Everyone said the Holy Spirit dwells inside me. He knows everything about everything. He knows how to cook good steak. He knows how to repair a car. He knows how to perform good brain surgery. He knows everything about everything. And he knows the future. He can show you the things to come in the future. He will lead you and guide you into all truth. He will bring to your remembrance what you learned from the sermon or what God spoke to you many days ago or many years ago. He will 
say to you, remember that day, what the Father speak to you. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. I want all of you to live a spirit-led life. And when you experience the leading of the Holy Spirit, you get excited. And you don't want to go back to the old way for any amount of money. You say, I want to live this way. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, as a believer, mature believer, we need to look to Him every day, every morning, in every circumstance. The first thing you should do before you make any move or any decision, you should check in with the Holy Spirit. Please check in with Him all the time. Show me, Lord, what I don't know. Show me what I need to do. Tell me what's going on here. Holy Spirit, help me. Commune with me. Tell me what to do. We can hear from God. He can speak to our spirit, a witness in our spirit. The question is, how does he lead us? How can we hear from God? Again, verse 16, the Bible says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. In other words, our spirit and God's spirit are co-witnesses. We witness something and he is our co-witness to tell us what to do. There is somebody, capital S, somebody inside you, beside you. And that is the Holy Spirit. And because he knows everything, you can get something in your spirit. When the Holy Spirit bears witness in your spirit, he will tell you what to do. You can know something. Thank God that God gives us the brain. God gives us the mind, the brain. So before I make any decision in life, I would study. Somebody just sent me an email because I kind of mentioned that I want to buy a new video camera because my video camera has been old, quite old now, maybe more than 10 years. And I mentioned to this man, he sent me the email, you should buy this video camera. I did not buy right away. God told me, don't buy, stop. I sent that email, forward that email to another man who is expert in video thing. And I got the message back, that camera is not for you. It's for other usage. You see, I study first. Study before I make decision. We need to get information, study, receive all the truth as much as we can, and we can make a summary, we can make analysis. But after you get everything, you need to be careful that you not make, don't make decision based on what you know. Why? Because you and I can never know everything. And some information can be wrong. You and I will never have enough knowledge to make the best, everyone said the best, the best decision. We will never know enough and we don't know the future either. Therefore, we should not make decisions based on our knowledge. Yes, sometimes in life we have different options. Option A, option B, option C. And as a believer who are led by the Holy Spirit, not by the flesh, not by what we see, what we feel, we look at all these options and we pray God. Which option I should choose? A, B, and C. During the meantime, the devil will try to make us choose the wrong option. He will talk to us, option A is good, option B is good, but actually they are not good. It's a wrong option. So we don't listen to the devil, we listen to the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit say nothing, he is quiet. He didn't say anything. What should we do? Stay put, don't move, wait. Wait on the Lord, be still. Because he tried to tell you that option A, B, and C are not good. Just wait. Remember this, he will never lead you to anything below the best or the right thing. 
So if he doesn't agree or witness in your spirit A B C, you just put off, don't do it, and wait for the right timing until the right thing comes. And when he say he witness in your spirit, yes, that is the one. You move on, you take action. This happened to me many times when I go out to look for the house to buy. This house nice. This house, and then I listen to the Holy Spirit. Should I buy this house? This option, I did not hear anything. I just stay put until one day when God said, "This is it. This house." Then I move on. Amen. So this is the way that we should walk with the Holy Spirit. We always consult with Him. We always look to Him, wait on Him, listen to Him. Don't hurry. Don't make any judgment on your feelings, on your man's opinion, or any pressure or finances. Make decision based on the leading of the Holy Spirit. That is a spiritually mature man and woman of God. Amen. Now, when we talk about witness, the Bible say the Holy Spirit witness on the inside. Let me read a few scripture and explain to you. There are three words. That are the same meaning. One word is witness. Another word is knowing. Everyone say knowing. Spiritual, supernatural knowing. Everyone say spiritual, supernatural knowing. The third word is sense. S e n s e. Supernatural sense. First Corinthians two nine to eleven. However, it is written. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed it, revealed the right thing, revealed the secret, revealed the mystery, revealed the right direction to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. If we want to know the thoughts of God, the ideas of God, the directions from God, who should we look to? The Holy Spirit. He can tell you the thoughts of God. Verse twelve. Now we have received. Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know. Everyone say no. The things that have been freely given to us by God, my dear brothers and sisters, we receive the things from God by the Holy Spirit. We know deep inside here. Our spirit witness with the Holy Spirit, and we know it's a supernatural. Knowing is the spiritual knowing. Let me say this. Don't get mad at me if I say this. Okay, please forgive me. Don't get mad at me. Carnal Christians always gravitate to the natural. Carnal Christian wants to hear audible voice. Want to see an angel appear in their room. Want to have Jesus show up in their room and talk to them? I'm not against those things. Jesus can show up in your bedroom and talk to you. Jesus show up to Pastor Kenneth Hagin so many times. Jesus show up to many people. People have dreams. I'm not against dream. I'm not against vision, or I'm not against audible voice, or seeing angel and Jesus. But if you just depend on those things, you can get into trouble. Because you are looking for the natural, you are not spiritual. Spiritual Christians will hook up to the Holy Spirit on the inside, and then the Holy Spirit will tell them what to do on the inside here, without even a vision or a dream. You need to learn how to listen to the witness or receive the spiritual, supernatural knowing on the inside of you. That is spiritual Christian, mature Christian. Why are many Christians not happy? Why many Christians are so upset, 
dissatisfied, and unhappy. This is the fact of life. Let me explain to you. When God, the Holy Spirit, witnessed in your spirit to do something, like He told me 20 years ago to start this church, and I make a choice not to obey Him, I just stubborn. He witnessed to me, start the church, being a pastor, and I did not obey Him. What can happen to me? I will be unhappy. I will be dissatisfied. I will be very agitated. And then people around me not going to be happy either because I'm agitated. Have you heard the word? When mommy is not happy, everyone else will not be happy. You heard that kind of sentence from American slang. If I'm not happy, my wife will not be happy. So when I'm not happy, what is next? I will blame other people. I will blame pastor. I will blame my wife, my kids, blame American government, blame everybody else. And after I blame everybody else, I start to shut myself off from God because I'm mad at God too. And when I shut myself off God, my conscience or my spirit will become dull and could not hear from God anymore. Then I will be even more unhappy. And that's why you see unhappy Christians all over the world. They look so unhappy. They're mad at everybody. They're mad at church. They're mad at pastor. They're mad at everybody. And the reason because they did not listen to the Holy Spirit. Or if they listen, they did not do what God says. This is the key. You learn the Bible and obey the Bible. You listen to the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, bear witness, and you just obey. When God told me, start a church, I obey. When God told me, seek the file of God, I obey. When God told me to produce teaching to put in the internet, I obey. When God told me, don't sell any teaching, I obey. And you know what? I'm happy. Because I live in the perfect will of God all the time. I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm strong, I'm blessed because I obey God. I obey the Bible and I obey the voice of God. And then people around me are going to be happy because I'm happy. Pastor Da will be happy, my kids will be happy because the dad is happy. So this is so important. We need to learn how to hear from the Holy Spirit. And do exactly what God tells you to do. Amen? Don't be stubborn. Don't be dull. Don't be insensitive to the Holy Spirit. Be sensitive and listen to Him. And how are we going to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit? We need to draw near to God. Repent of our stubbornness and our disobedience. And look to Him. Depend on Him all the time. Let me read verses 13 and 14. These things we also speak. 1 Corinthians 2, 13 and 14. Not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Apostle Paul really honored the Holy Spirit a lot. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them. Them mean the things of God. But they, they mean the things of the Spirit of God, are spiritually discerned. My dear brother and sister, we cannot discern the leading of the Holy Spirit, or the truth or the direction of the Holy Spirit, by our flesh, by our brain, by our physical body, by our emotion, we discern and we detect the leading of the Holy Spirit or the things of the Spirit by our spirit. That's why if you notice in this church, if you have been with me long enough, you notice that I'm the type of pastor who wants to build your spirit, not to build your muscle like this. Not to build your mind, to make joke up here, to make you happy in your mind. We're not trying to entertain your mind. 
We are not trying to entertain your physical body with nice coffee stand. We want to train spiritual Christian who are strong in the spirit and can discern the things of the spirit. I choose this way, basically. If you don't like this church, I'm sorry, but that's how I choose. I'm gonna choose to train you to become a spiritual man. Amen. You can hear the voice of God, the witness inside here. It may not be natural voice or audible voice, but it can be supernatural spiritual knowing on the inside of you. And then you can move with the Holy Spirit. I know that some of this teaching may be over your head right now. You don't understand what I'm talking about. But I pray that you will experience this on a daily basis. I want you to grow up. I want you to learn how to walk with the Spirit, not walk by the flesh or carnality anymore. Amen? That's how I work. When I look at the x-ray of my patients, when I perform surgery, every single step, I was listening to the Holy Spirit. I would not do anything by my own, just hate knowledge as a neurosurgeon. I listen to the Holy Spirit. When I make a decision, I actually I'm, I'm editing the, the teaching in Europe right now, the voice teaching in Europe. And when I listen to the teaching that I share in Germany and Switzerland, I was amazed. I know that those words that I say on those meetings did not come from me. I was saying from the Holy Spirit all the time. It's so wonderful that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, to His people, to bring the things of the Spirit to people, not myself, not my own idea, not my own thinking, but by the Spirit of God. He can talk to you anywhere, anytime. If you just look to Him, if you just depend on Him and say, God, I want to know you more. I want to receive the things of the Holy Spirit. Amen? John chapter 3, 7 to 8. Uh, let me read this last scripture. John 3, 7 and 8. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is compared to the wind. He will not come with audible voice. He will not come just like natural way. You cannot see Him. You can feel Him. He can witness in your spirit. You can feel the Holy Spirit. A while ago when I cry and pray up here because I feel the Holy Spirit to tell me. He told me to Convince his people by his power that God is real and Jesus loved you. Especially for the young people who sit in this room right now. My prayer is that when all of you turn 18, young people, you will know God already. And you will choose to come to church not because your parents command you to come to church. That's my prayer that the young people in our church will know their God and believe in Jesus Christ by the time they turn 18 and go to university. And by then, you say, Daddy, I come to church because of my own decision now. Not because you forced me. The Holy Spirit inside me is very concerned about young people in this church that they're going to walk away from God when they grow up. That's why I cry and I speak from the Holy Spirit to tell you God loves you so much and God wants you to have relationship with Him. Not through your parents, but you yourself. Amen? Amen. That's my prayer. And that is the heart of the Holy Spirit. He moves. He works in your spirit here. He talks to you in your spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us how to be mature Christians, how to be spiritual people. Help us, Lord, that we will not just develop our muscle with a personal trainer in the gym, 
that we will not just develop our mind to be sharp and strong in memory and understanding, but help us to develop our spirit to be strong, so that we can hear and be led by the Spirit of God, so that we will not be carnal people who walk in the flesh, who go by feelings and emotions and opinions and. Any idea of man, but we will stay with the Word of God. We will walk with the Spirit every single day. Lord, we learn that those who walk in the flesh will reap corruption, but those who walk by the Spirit shall reap life and light and victory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I would like to make a special altar call. I would like to ask those young people who have come to church because. Your dad and your mom tell you to come. I would like to ask you to make your own choice this morning. That God is your God, and Jesus is your God. And those adults too, that has been coming to church because maybe your wife is here, your husband is here, but it's not your own choice yet. That God is your God, you have to make that personal choice. I cannot believe for you. You need to believe. Your mom and your dad cannot believe for you. You need to believe yourself. If you want to make that choice, that today I want to say, God is my Creator. Jesus is my Savior. Some of you may not make that decision yet. That's okay. We will not condemn you or blame you. You may take some time to make that decision. But today, I just want you to to give you opportunity to tell God in front of public, Jesus is my savior. If you're those people, you say, "Yes, I come to church this session since I was one year old, five years old." But today, I'm gonna make announcement in front of everybody, in front of my parents. God is my God. If you're those people, walk out here, and we're gonna pray together. God is my God. Jesus is my God. If you're those young people who want to say, "Jesus is my Savior," walk out here. A doubt can I come out to? Hallelujah. I want to be clear. You are born again. And you, if you are an adult and you are in that position, you can can come out here. You never make confession in public that God is my God. Jesus now is my personal God. Come out here. I want to make sure that is your decision, not your parents' decision, not your pastor' decision. Come out here. Hallelujah. It's good to do that. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Or some of you may be a spouse, and your husband and your wife have brought you to church, and you cannot say, "Ah, oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus," but you never make a public confession that Jesus is my God. It's a good time to make that confession. If you want to do that, you can walk out here too. If you're the spouse that just follow the Christian spouse to church for many months or many years, you just walk out and say, "God, you are my God." Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Pray out loud with me. Close your eyes. Lift your hand to heaven. And pray out loud that God can hear you. 
Thank you, Jesus. I will lead you to prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Peyton, you speak out loud on behalf of everybody too. I'm going to put microphone in front of your mouth. Peyton, Father in heaven. Father in heaven. Today, I make a firm decision. Today, I make a firm decision. In front of everybody. In front of everybody. In front of my parents. In front of my parents. My brothers and sisters. My brothers and sisters. My pastor. My pastor. Before the angels. Before the angels. In the spirit realm. In the spirit realm. You are my God. You are my God. The God of Abraham. The God of Abraham. Isaac. Isaac. And Jacob. And Jacob. The Father of Jesus Christ. The Father of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. And my Savior. And my Savior. Come into my life. Come into my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For dying on the cross. For dying on the cross. To pay for my sin. To pay for my sin. From now on, I will walk with you. I will walk with you and follow you. And follow you all the days of my life. All the days of my life, I will serve you. I will serve you. I repent of my sin. I repent of my sin easily. Easily. I will come to church. I will come to church. Build your church. Build your church. Not because my parents tell me. Not because my parents tell me. I come out of willingness. I come out of willingness. My heart is willing. My heart is willing. I am not forced to come. I am not forced to come. I'm here. I'm here. Because I love you. Because I love you. From today on. From today on. Anoint me. Anoint me. Use me. Use me. Give me direction. Give me direction. Help me to grow. Help me to grow. To be mature. To be mature. Sons and daughters of God. Sons and daughters of God. Not children anymore. Not children anymore. Not babies. Not babies. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Fill me. Fill me. Touch me, Lord. Touch me, Lord. Teach me. Teach me. When I read the Word of God. When I read the Word of God. You teach me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I'd like to ask all the adults to stand up and stretch your mighty hand that God gave you, the anointed hand that you have on these people, on this young. Men and women, and we're gonna bless them and pray for them together. Is Pastor Caesar here? Pastor Caesar, Hallelujah! All the parents, pray for your children and pray for all these young people. That God will use them, God will keep them, and they will not backslide. They will experience God. They encounter God. Pastor Caesar, could you pray for? Young people, thank you, Lord Jesus. All the parents and all the members, join with us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, how grateful we are for each of these young men and women who are standing here today, God. We thank you, God, that you have a plan for their lives, God. Father, we know that each one that stands here is not by accident. They're standing here, God. It's because you have a purpose for their life, God. And God, thank you today that each and every one of them have stepped out in faith, God, and they have decided to follow you. And like the old song said, God, no turning back, no turning back. And so, Father. 
as a congregation, God, we want to come underneath our young people, God, supporting them, God, strengthening them through the word of God. And Father, we pray that each and every one of our young people, God, that they would not just be making these decisions today based on emotions or feelings, but they would be basic, they're making their decisions based on the true knowledge of who you are, God. And God, I pray that this would be imprinted upon their hearts, God. Father, we just release a fresh fire of your spirit upon our young people today, God. And God, we ask in the name of Jesus today, God, that our young people shall stand against the wiles of the enemy today, God. Father, that no weapon formed against them will prosper, God. That they shall be the head and not the tail, God. That they shall be raised up to be a mighty generation, God, who touched this land with the fire of God with the passion of God. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, would you bless them today, God? Fill them with every gift, every talent they need in order to accomplish the purpose and plans that you have for them, God. And Father, we today surround them and we ask that you would put a hedge of protection around our young people, God. You would guard their hearts and guard their minds, God. May their hearts be here before you, God. May they walk before you confidently, oh God, knowing who they are in Jesus Christ, oh God. Father, may your spirit, oh God, continue to mature them, God, and cause, Lord, the vision in which you have for their lives, God, to come to fruition, oh God, as they serve you with a heart, with a passion for, for your kingdom, God. Yes, Lord. Father, we pray that you would help us as parents. God, help us as parents to be able to provide that environment, God, that would foster, God, just a love for you, God. Help us as parents to be good examples to our children, God. Stop being hungry for you, thirsting for your kingdom, oh God. Father, we just bless these young people today, God. And we just thank you that you have such a great plan for them, God. We commit them to you, God. And may everything that you have, again, come to fruition. We declare it today in the name of Jesus, and we give you thanks, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Together. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so Friends.
agora. 